0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Before I preach the message, I would like to share with you something in my heart quickly from the pastoral our Father's heart of view. The Father in heaven work in my heart. He is the good Father. He loves His children so much. He wants His children to be saved, to have eternal life, to have rewards in heaven, to be mature, to grow, to know how to fight the battle because we are living in the world with a lot of challenges and setbacks and battles. He wants all of us to be blessed and to be the blessing to the nations. Definitely, in this process, we need to be trained, we need to be taught, and we need to see good example. And as a pastor, I know that when I teach one generation, maybe 15 years ago, then the next generation comes in, the new believers or the new members come in, they could not hear the one I taught 15 years ago. And After I pray with God, I talk to God, He said that, number one, you need to produce the teaching into detail, in series, so that they can build their faith in different subjects of their life. Subject of healing, subject of spiritual warfare, demonology, eschatology, subject of how to live a successful life, how to walk by faith, different subjects. And then you put in the media, in the internet or have the MP3 on the table so that the new generation comes in, can learn the previous teachings that we taught 15 years ago, 10 years ago. We cannot repeat the same teaching again and again every Sunday. Some members are gonna be bored to hear the same thing again and again. This is why our church has very systematic way of producing the teachings. And please take advantage of this, that you listen to each series in detail, many times, you will build your faith. I received a testimony from Germany, one person. This person listened to our teaching, series by series. And that person said, wow, my life was changed. I see so much grace and so much favor in my life. Thank you so much. Thank you, New Hope, for producing teaching in detail and in series. This morning, when I walked in, God gave me this scripture to encourage all of you. Listen carefully. The book of Proverbs, chapter 6, verses 6 to 8. Go to the end, Use sluggard, consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, so no one forced them, no overseers or ruler, yet it stores its provision in summer and gathers its food at harvest. I know that this scripture, you can talk about food or you can keep save money in 401k for the retirement. Yes, you need to prepare for one day when you cannot work. But spiritually, it means while you're still young, while you're still healthy, while you're still okay, don't be sluggard. Don't be lazy. Gather the spiritual food into your life. Listening, studying, learning. Gather in, because one day we are going to get old. And one day we may face some challenges and hardships. And at that time, you already have the Word of God in your heart, in your life. Know how to handle, know how to have victory. But if you don't pay attention to learn, to be diligent and industrious in learning the Word of God while you are still okay, when you are young or you still healthy, when you get into trouble one day, something happen, you will not know how to handle. So you keep spiritual food in you in summertime. Summertime means while you're doing okay. Everything okay. You're still young. You don't have to deal with sickness and disease because one day we're going to have to deal with it and we have to fight the battle. Amen? So don't waste your life. Just listen to the Word of God. We have so many series in our channel in English. Today, I would like to continue to talk about more than conquerors. We need to be soldiers of Christ and fight the battle. In this series, I cannot go into detail how to fight the battle. Last Sunday, I talked about how to use our mouth to fight the battle. We learned four things last Sunday. Number one, we use our mouth to ask the Father in the name of Jesus for victory. Two, we use our mouth to command the mountain to be removed from our life. When we face sickness, we command sickness to go away. Three, we use our mouth also speak the word of blessing, the promises of God and the will of God. We declare, we proclaim every day. Four, we learn that we need to use our mouth to thank God and praise God all the time. And today we're going to continue to learn about the activities of the enemies. I taught this why uh, the church has no light, no electricity a few weeks ago online. I used my studio to teach online at that time, but I will continue that part. We're gonna learn about our enemies. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. We love you and we know you want us to have victory in Christ Jesus. Lord, you say in the Bible, Lord, we can be more than conquerors. Therefore, we believe we need to learn how to be good soldiers of Christ. And we're going to fight the battle, the warfare in our life, Lord. And we will always have victory in Christ Jesus. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. As long as we live on earth, we cannot avoid problems because we are living in the cursed world, in the sinful world. Number one, we have enemies who try to destroy us. There are three enemies, and we were talking about the first enemy, Satan, fallen angels, and demons. They all work together. Not only that, we are imperfect. Sometimes people can do something wrong and offend you. So you face offenses and some disappointment in your life. Maybe your husband offend you, your wife offends you, something. We face problems in life. Why did God allow those things happen? Because God wants to test our faith. God wants us to grow up spiritually. Without the test, without difficulties, we will not grow up. We grow up when we face difficulties. I noticed in the past 40 years when I faced Tough times, I have to make decisions to obey God and to continue in my faith. And I notice every time I pass the test, I grow up to the next level. I become more mature and stronger. The Bible says clearly that God is going to test us in the book of Psalm chapter 66, verse 10. For you, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. One way that God can refine us, to make us a pure goal is to allow us to go through fires. What are the fires? The difficulties, the trials, the tests, and the temptations. When we go through the fire, we will be refined. We will become more like Jesus. We will grow more. So all of us need to understand that when we face the tests and trials, we should not complain. Actually, it's a condition that we're going to get promoted and go to the next level. God would test every one of us, no exception. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, give us an example. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offer up Isaac, and he who had received the promises, offer up his only begotten son. Even Abraham, our father of faith, was tested by God. The test of obedience. Actually, I have a whole lesson about how God tests us. Maybe one of these days, I will bring the whole lesson. Maybe about 12 of them, 12 chapters. How God tests our life so that we know the test of God. Abraham was tested. Thank God he passed the test. He obeyed God right away. He did not even argue. He just did it. And that's why he received the blessing from God. After you pass the test, you shall be blessed and you shall be promoted. So everyone say, I pass the test. I I determine. I will pass the test. test. There are three words in English that all these three words kind of mingle together. One word is test. Test means God sends something to you to see that you're going to obey or not. Are you gonna really follow Him and walk by faith or not? Another word called temptations. Temptations did not come from God, temptations come from the enemy. The enemy tempts you to sin against God or to disobey God. Another word in English is trials T R I A L S. Trials mean you face some difficulties, some challenges, and trials can come from tests and come from temptation so these are t 3t everyone say tests yes. everyone say trials, trials. everyone say temptations. temptations every man every believer will face these three things tests trials and temptation. James chapter 1, verses 2-3 to and verse 12 say, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, when you face some difficulties, some challenges to make decisions what is the way, you, how you're going to handle the situation. You're going to handle them in the right way, in a godly way, or you're going to handle in the worldly way or fleshly way. Various trials. Knowing that the testing, you see, trials... Test of your faith produces patience, produces character. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. How many people want to be blessed? I want to be blessed. So I cannot pass the test and endure temptation. For when he has been approved, so you pass the test, he will receive the crowd of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. When you pass the test, you pass the trials, one day you're going to stand before Jesus, and He's going to give you the crowd of life. How many people want the crowd on your head in heaven? I want it. Amen. I want God to put the crowd on my head. So I need to pass the test. I need to overcome the trials and temptations. OK, First Peter, this is just to reveal a little bit. First Peter, chapter one, verses six to seven. In this you greatly rejoice. Everyone, ha, ha, ha. Ho ho, 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 ho. So when you are going through the test, are you going to get mad? Are you going to ha, ha, ha? Ha, ha, ha. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, tests and temptation come for a season, and it will be done, it will be gone. If need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, God tests your faith to see you are real or not. Are you the real Mercedes? Are you the real Honda? Are you a fake one? Are you real? Are you the real Christian? Do you really have the real faith? God going to test you? The genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold, that perishes, gold can perish. Money can be burned. But faith is more precious than gold and dollars. You need to treat your faith very well. You, God going to test your faith. Though it is tested by fire, your faith is going to be tested by difficulties, trials, temptation, and all kinds of challenges that come against you. May be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The Bible says one day, we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and on that day, because you have passed all the tests and tries and temptations and you always choose God, you always walk by faith, you don't fall away from God, God can say, "Wow! Praise, honor. God' going to put a thumb up on you and say, "Very good. I'm so proud of you. This is the crowd of life on your head." How many people want Jesus to put thumb up on you on the last day when you meet him? You want him to put thumb up? You want him to give you rewards and put the crowd of life on your head? I want Jesus to say to me, good and faithful servant. You pass all the tests, you run the race to the end. So that is our goal. One day, we all, no exception, no one can avoid this, going to stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. And we will be rewarded according to what we have done in our life. We have been learning about the first enemy. The first enemy is Satan and his fallen angels and demonic spirits or evil spirits. They all work together. Satan is the head. He is the commander of the whole army. And he sent his fallen angels to control different countries and society, and if you go to different countries, you will notice that each country has a unique thing that the devil is working on. America is different from Thailand because of different principalities and powers of fallen angels controlling each country. But on the ground, the ground troops of Satan is the evil spirit. So the evil spirit work with Satan and he come to kill, to steal and to destroy our life. I thought about demons many years ago. I'm thinking maybe I should bring that teaching back to talk about it in detail. Who are demons? How we deal with demons? Actually, you don't deal with Satan directly, I tell you. Satan is up there in the second heaven. But we are dealing on earth with Demons. They are the ground troops. They're on earth here. But Satan is the commander. And what is the scheme of the devil? I'm going to tell you, I'll reveal a little bit. Five things that we learned from the past two sermons. Number one, the devil is the tempter. He is specialized in tempting you to disobey God and sin against God. He will tempt you in the area of the lust of the flesh. He will tempt you in the lust of the eyes. And the pride of life. If you notice, everyone who fall away from God or any preacher who fall away from their calling have these three problems. The pride of life, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes. You see something you like and you sin against God. Or the flesh tell you to do something. Three kinds of temptation. Number two, the devil is the accuser. The accuser, they may come to you and say, wow, you are not smart enough. You are a foreigner in America. You speak English with accent. No one gonna listen to you. You're not good. Oh, God cannot use you. He loves to accuse. He loves to attack you verbally to make you feel bad, to make you feel inadequate and unloved. He is an accuser. Number three, he is a deceiver he like to deceive you he will try to tell you the lies that is the truth he make you go away from the truth of god and he give you believe in something wrong that's why i'm so sensitive when i read any christian books or listen to any sermon because i don't want to be deceived by wrong teaching the teaching has to follow the bible not man's own idea We need to stick with the Bible. Deceiver, tempter, accuser. Number four, he is the murderer. He loves to destroy. He loves to kill. He destroys relationship. He caused people to kill each other. When I look at the picture of those people who caused the airplane to hit the double tower in New York many years ago, look at their eyes, I can tell there are demons in them. Demons of murderer. They love to kill. The devil wants to kill your marriage, kill your finances, kill your relationship, kill the ministry. He is a murderer. Number five, he is a liar. He loves to lie. He is the father of lies. Our God is the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But if you listen to the devil, he's going to lie to you. This is one of the reasons I tell you. I, don't, I know that there are different kinds, different ways of ministry. I never talk to demons. When I cast out demons, I never ask them, what is your name? What are you doing here? Uh, can you tell me? No, I will not talk to demons because demons will lie to you anyway. Why you talk to them? Talk to the liars. I just cast them out. Get out of here. Bye. Bye. I will not have any conversation with demons because they will lie to you anyway. Amen. Now we're gonna look at a few more works of the enemy. Today we're gonna start with 1 John 5:19. We know that we are of God. Are you of God? Yes. You belong to God? Yes. So you have to choose between the two kingdoms. You belong to God, the kingdom of light. Are you going to belong to Satan? The kingdom of darkness It's your choice. You need to choose. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Basically, the Bible tried to say, the devil controls the whole world. The Bible in the 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, the Bible called Satan the God of this age who blind the, the eyes of people. This is why when we pray for non-believers, we pray this way. Father, send your Holy Spirit to open the veil on their spiritual eyes because the devil blind them to see the light of the gospel, to see the love of God. And God sends somebody to witness to this person to tell them about Jesus Christ. I always pray for non-believers that way. God opened their eyes. They could not see the light of the gospel because the devil put the veil in front of their eyes. And that happened to me before I became a Christian. I was against Christianity until my sister prayed for me. My sister prayed for me for many years and God opened my eyes and suddenly, wow, God is so good. Why I cursed God all these years when I was growing up? Because God answered my sister's prayer that my eyes were open. The devil controlled the world. He blinded the eyes of people. The Bible also say in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 19, that he give also the dark wisdom to people. The wisdom of this world is foolishness. So God can give, uh, not God, the devil. I say it wrong. The devil can give you intellect, intellectual wisdom, your own ways, cunning way, crafty way, tricky way. You think you're so smart, but you use the craftiness, the tricky wisdom of the devil to cheat people, to do things. He control. The devil control every system on the earth. The Bible say that they control the system of this world. When you look at the movie, you look at the... Social media, you notice that the social media is controlled a lot by the devil. The devil put the sinful system in there, the ideas of the world. Philosophy, religion, religion is another way that the devil will pull people in the world. The devil will present to you different religions, this way, that way, but no Jesus. You don't need to believe in Jesus. You just follow this religion. You ha- have you ever heard people say this way? Every religion is good. I don't believe in that sentence anymore. We have only one God. That His name is Jesus. He is the only way, the truth, and the life. I'm <laughs> not going to follow other religions. <laughs> only Jesus is the way. But the devil is so cunning. He will present to you different things. He knows your weaknesses. And He will bring the things in the world to lure you, to make you fall away from God. He's controlling the world. The Bible says, wisdom of the world are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. So you have to be careful that the wisdom that you have in your life come from the Holy Spirit, not from demons, come from Satan. If it's tricky and very selfish and not God-centered, and not holy and pure. That wisdom comes from demons who control the world. So you have to be really sensitive to this, that what is going on here? Is this the worldly system or this is God's system? You need to ask God, you need to know the Bible so that you will not follow the world system which is controlled by Satan. Amen? Amen. We should not be attached to this world. The world belongs to this devil. He is the god of this world. Small g though. He's a god. Small g. He controls the whole world. And you look around. Killing, cheating, corruption, everything. Adultery, pornography, gambling, all this. The devil controls this world right now. But we are not of this world. We are of heaven. So we cannot follow the things of heaven. We are the citizens of heaven. We are not the citizens of this world. That's the way the devil works. He influenced the world. He put his sinful and cunning way into the world system. The book, the social media, everything. You have to be careful. That's why if you don't know the Bible, you can be deceived easily. You need to know the book here, the Bible, so you can differentiate and discern what is right and what is wrong. You need to know the Bible, okay? Another way that the devil work to come against us, in First Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 to 3, the Bible says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, I believe we are in the latter times now, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to the deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and this is an example of that generation, and commanding to abstain from food which God created to be received, with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. Another way that the devil tried to destroy man is to bring in false demonic doctrines. This is why I tell you I stand before God in the fear of God. God, you use me to be a pastor here in this flock. You ask me to teach your word. I promise you, Lord, if I have any wrong doctrine, please correct me right away. I repent right away. I don't want to present wrong doctrine to my brothers and sisters. I want to make sure I follow This book, the Bible and the Holy Spirit, 100%. As the chief of God, sometimes you will not be able to discern or tell whether the person who says something and quote the Bible, that comment is biblical or not, or it's just from demon, from demonic doctrines. I never forgot one day, one of the members handed me the telephone and that, I think, is uh, Instagram or TikTok or something. And a very famous preacher, make a church, say in that Instagram, maybe six, seven times, I listen, six, seven times, brother and sister, no more repentance. We don't need to repent anymore. No more repentance. No more repentance. No more repentance. Seven times. I say, wow, this is demonic doctrine. Jesus said, you are saved, you're born again by believing in Jesus, the good news, and repent of your sin. If you don't repent, you are not born again. So that is a wrong teaching. I will not just follow somebody who performs signs and wonders. Oh, so good, signs and wonders. Move the hand, heal the sick. But wrong doctrine. I'm not following people who are very good in speaking, very charismatic, speak very well. I just want to check with this book. I don't care you are charismatic or not. I don't care you can wave hands and people fall down. I don't care. I want to follow the truth only. Amen. Amen? So be careful because wrong doctrine can come out and it's going to get worse and worse as we get closer to the second coming of Jesus Christ. The Bible says many will be deceived and many will fall away into the wrong way. Therefore, Father, I promise you, if I teach any wrong doctrine, I will repent and I will come up to the stage and say sorry to everyone. And I will not produce wrong doctrine in this church. I am cannot follow the Bible. I promise God that way. Amen? Deceiving spirit, wrong doctrine, demonic teachings, you have to be careful. Another one, 2 Corinthians 2, verses 10 to 11. If you read from verse 7 on, the story is about somebody in the church in Corinth make mistake or sin against God and the leaders and Paul confronted and that person repent and look at what happened here. Now, whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. So Paul said, if you forgive that man in the church in Corinth, I forgive too. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ. Listen to this verse, verse 11. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. This scripture talk about somebody do something wrong and the devil will try to work in you not to forgive that person. And unforgiveness is a big deal according to the Bible. If you don't forgive people, God will not forgive you. Number one. According to the Bible, God say people sin against you. You need to forgive them seventy. Seven times. So 490 times. Wow. I think I made sin against Pastor Dar about 500 times. But Pastor Dar still forgive me. We lived together for a long time. So I have made a lot of mistakes. I offend her. This is the scheme of the enemy. He wants you to live in unforgiveness. He has a scheme that people will hate each other. Because when you don't forgive, what happened? the Bible says, the torturer will come in. I believe that many problems in your life, sickness, failure, a lot of problems, you get attacked. The root of the problem that you get attacked by torturers is unforgiveness. When you don't forgive, you get into trouble. The torturer will come in. Therefore, I look at the situation this way. Have you ever seen a trap? One time I put a trap in my house because I saw some mouse or rat running around. So I put the trap in the basement of my house. And when you think about the trap, okay, the trap is a piece of wood and with spring. So when the rat comes in to eat the food, that spring will go off and then boom. Get into the neck. So when you think about the trap is PAM 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 Because that piece of spring and wood, pock, pock, pock. Mmm. Everyone make noise. Pock. This is the scheme of the enemy. The enemy will stir you up. To be offended. He used technique that you will be offended. Maybe Pastor Lau did not smile at you on that Sunday. And you look at him. Because you get into the trap of the enemy who say to you, don't forgive Pastor Lau. He did not smile at you. Get mad at him right now. You get into the trap and like this. My brother and sister, don't let yourself get into that trap and hear the noise. Forgive people. I tell you the truth. When I study about this, every time I start to get mad at people and start to rise up inside me, God said to me, do you want to hear the noise? Oh, no, no, God, okay, okay. I forgive, I forgive. I don't want that noise on my neck. <laughs> I got into the trap. So please, don't get into the trap of Satan. Satan will try to get you into the trap of offense. Believe me, as long as you live on earth, somebody can offend you. some way, somehow. Pastor is going to offend you. Oh, no, Pastor da. Pastor da never offend anybody. <laughs> Pastor is going to offend you. You're going to offend me sometime. We're going to offend each other, especially in the international church, because we have different culture. Is that right? Maybe you came from Indonesia and an American sister come and hug you and say, Oh, what? We don't greet this way. We don't greet by hugging. We greet by bowing down. Why you hug me? You feel offended. We're going to offend each other, some way, somehow. But we need to realize, get out of that offense. Love and forgive. Don't get into the trap of the enemy, Satan, that try to make you not to forgive anybody. Don't get into the trap, okay? When your husband offend you, forgive as soon as possible. Don't listen to the Everyone say one more time. <laughs> okay. Now you see the picture of the trap? Ooh. <laughs> I don't want that to come on my neck. Okay. Next one. What the devil tried to do. Okay. We learn today. The devil controls the world. The devil is the origin of the false teaching and demonic doctrines. The devil will make you. Get into the trap of offense and not forgive people. Next one Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God has made. He's very cunning. He has the trick to cheat people and to deceive people. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said? You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Wow, he raised questions. Oh, is it true? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The devil is specialized in the area of putting doubt in your heart. He will make you doubt what God says in his word here. He will ask you a question Are you sure? Really? Wow, Pastor around, lay hand on people. Is it really good? Why that guy cry? Why that guy, demon come out? Maybe not for me. No, 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 no. Oh, laying on a hand is not good. He will come against the truth. He will talk to you. Believe me. And that is the reason why sometimes people could not stand my preaching and they walk out of the church because the devil would speak to them Oh, that is too offensive. That's too hard. Like the disciple, you remember in John chapter 6, a lot of disciples follow Jesus and suddenly Jesus say, you know, you're going to have eternal life when you eat my flesh and eat my blood. Ooh, when he said that, I believe the devil talked to all these disciples. Jesus is crazy. Eat his blood, eat his flesh. And the Bible says in John chapter 6, a lot of disciples walk away from him because the devil talked to their heart that Jesus was crazy. You need to be careful. He is very specialized in the area of putting doubt and question and coming against the command and the truth of God. You have to make decision from today on. God, I don't care what I feel or what voice I hear i going to believe in this book. I'm going to follow this book, the Bible, the Word of God. Even the devil would speak to you, really? Get out of here. This is the Bible. I follow the Word. That's it. You need to make decisions from today on. No more. Get out of here. I resist you in Jesus' name. Amen. That is the way. He put doubt. He put question. He make you really... Have some negative thoughts against what the Bible says. Okay, last one, number 10. Today I finished early because I have something else more. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5. Do not deprive one another, talking about husband and wife, except with consent for a time. That you may give yourself to fasting and prayer. So husband and wife can stay in fasting and prayer, and they don't have relationship for a while. And after that, come back together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Number 10 here, the 10 scheme of the devil is that he would tempt us to commit sexual immorality. That is the reason why I don't like the idea of husband and wife stay apart for months and years. You should stay together. That's why when I travel on mission trip, Pastor da go with me. I don't go alone unless she tied up. At, but rare, 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 that I will go by myself. Pastor da go with me. So we can stay together. And the devil have no chance to tempt me to get into some sexual immorality. Demon have the way to get you into pornography. To bad books, the devil can send a person of opposite sex to you, and start to work in you to get into trouble. You have to be careful, especially today. Facebook, media, whatever, people can come to you from the opposite sex and come and talk, allure you, get into trouble, and cheat you money. They can do that. You have to be careful. You have to say, no, 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 no. I'm not going to contact this person of opposite sex. I'm not going to write back and forth, again and again, back and forth. No, no. I need to put a boundary on my life because I'm married. The same thing with single. You have to be careful. You can get into sexual immorality because Satan is very cunning. Satan can lead you to sexual immorality. Satan can put doubt in the Word of God in your heart. Satan can also make us get into the trap of offense. (laughs) And we get into trouble. Torture will come in and we get hurt because we respond to the offense with unforgiveness. Or Satan can bring in false teachings, false religions, and Satan can control the world. Therefore, we need to be able to differentiate, discern the world system, and God's way. The way of the world is controlled by Satan, and the way of God is in the Bible and led by the Holy Spirit. Are you citizen of heaven? Yes. Are you gonna follow this way of the heaven? Yes. Amen. So from now on, you know the scheme of the enemy. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us the schemes, the devices, the plans of the enemy, the devil, Lucifer, or Satan, Lord. Lord, we don't want to be destroyed by him. We want to run the race to the end. Thank you so much, Lord, from your word we learn how the devil works, Lord, so that we will be careful And we can be sensitive to your Holy Spirit and to your word. And we will not be destroyed by the enemy. Thank you, Father. We're going to win the battle. And we're going to, Lord, get to the finish line. We'll run the race to the end. And we will receive rewards from you, Lord. We're going to pass all the tests. We're going to overcome all the temptations. And we're going to see the victory in every trial in our life, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. Oh,